Inside Chicago government. Any use of power disturbs it. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowatz. Ben writes on government and <laughs> politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today in a very spring-like mood, I think. <laughs> today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on March 13th, 2014, titled, How Much Will Chicago's New Digital Manufacturing Institute End Up Costing Taxpayers? Ah, yes. You write of the Digital Manufacturing Institute uh -huh. that the federal government plans to establish on Goose Island. Mm -hmm. You describe how Chicago officials salivated over the seeming federal largesse, mm -hmm. ignoring the subsidy already invested in and later lost <laughs> in the proposed site of the institute. Well put, Dave. You report that the Digital Manufacturing Institute will be located at the same Goose Island property into which the city had already poured $10.4 million in tax increment financing. Um, mm -hmm. That's when the site housed Republic Windows and Doors, which left town in 2008 and is now owned by the candy giant Mars Incorporated. Some would say the interplanetary candy <laughs> giant. Fox said that. <laughs> <laughs> ben makes a Star Trek reference. The Digital Manufacturing Institute will reportedly lease part of the building from Mars. Uh -huh. You write, quote, a proviso in the TIF agreement required Republic to return part of the subsidy if it wasn't employing at least 610 full-time workers. Mm -hmm. But the Daily Administration never forced Republic to repay any of the money. Mm -hmm. When asked why, city officials said that part of the contract had expired in 2006, end quote. First, such deals aren't uncommon with tax increment financing, right? The city says, we'll give you a subsidy if you guarantee X number of jobs. That is correct, We've Senator. seen that before. Yes, I've worked a theory here, Dave, which I will share with you for the first time. My working theory regarding these job covenants in these TIF agreements is that the job covenants are never enforced unless there is a competing private interest that is at play somehow. So, for instance, if the city gives a TIF subsidy to Dave Glowatz to um, build a shopping mall somewhere in Englewood, and in return, Dave promises to create 200 full-time jobs there at all time, but doesn't create those jobs, nobody from the city of Chicago will be paying any attention. However, if I, Ben, make a move to buy that shopping mall and we're having difficult negotiations, you want more than I'm willing to pay for you, then I will uncover that job covenant agreement and will threaten to go public with it, at which point you will have to drop your price. So this is like opposition research. That is correct, Senator. So the only people paying attention to these things are rival capitalists. So the market makes it work. That is correct. I'm a free market libertarian. <laughs> I'm waiting for Bruce Rauner to join me in a denunciation <laughs> of the TIF program. Haven't seen it yet. So anyway, my bet is that the city's not paying attention in any way to any of these TIF deals. Critics have charged that the Institute is simply an effort to spread defense, research, and development to the Midwest, where, unlike other parts of the country, like California and the D.C. area and the Southwest, that sort of military R&D doesn't reside. So despite all the talk of manufacturing innovation, critics say the project prioritized weapons and defense research. Which critics said this? Well, for example, let's listen to Chicago Tribune business reporter Melissa Harris speaking about the Institute recently on Chicago Newsroom. It will seek to help the DOD get materials faster and cheaper. That is the ultimate goal. What's your reaction to that? I guess my greatest objection to the whole fiasco is the way Chicagoans are treated, like we're imbeciles 
I can understand why we would be treated this way and the, the orchestrated way in which uh, the mayor and the president and the chiefs of corporate Chicago, which would include the Tribune, join together in this sort of ecstasy of love for corporations and this orgasmic delight over how great and wonderful our leaders are, when in fact this is basically a pork deal. It's one of eight, I believe. I can't remember the exact number. I think that's right. Yeah, so it's not like we're so special. See, that's the part that I want Chicagoans to concentrate on, the way they're manipulated all the time by their leaders. So this is a classic case of that where we don't even know what the ultimate price tag to we, the taxpayers, will be. We have no idea. It reminded me of the Olympics. You know, in the Olympics, when Chicago won over L.A., when Chicago was selected to be the United States representative in the competition to win designation of the games, it was considered a great civic triumph. We, Chicago, have done something. Let's take pride. And I'm like, how much is this going to cost us? You know, what's the public cost of this? So I found the same thing here where it was like, we won. So just calm down, everyone in Chicago. Don't allow yourself to be used this way. Thanks for joining me today. You're the man. Listeners, you can receive automatic downloads of all of the audio reporting of Inside Chicago Government on your web. Go to chigov.com and look for the box on the right side that says Follow Shy Gov. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.